Today is Wednesday, June 29th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage, and this episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. Now let's get into the news. Yesterday's last-minute January 6th hearing was as shocking as promised, with a top aide to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, giving her testimony. 26-year-old Cassidy Hutchinson was extremely embedded in the daily operations at the top of the administration, and she was in contact with Meadows constantly, often tasked with carrying out the direct desires of the president. All that is to say she was very privy to what was going on between the election and January 6th. Hutchinson confirmed that Trump and his top advisors knew that January 6th was going to be violent and emphasized that Trump wanted to go to the Capitol with his supporters really, really badly. He was, quote, irate when he was told that he was not allowed to attend his own Bring Your Dictator to Work Day. Hutchinson relayed that he reacted by attempting to grab the steering wheel of the car after he gave his speech at the Ellipse. And when his head of security detail tried to stop him, Trump lunged at his neck. When asked what Trump intended to do when he got to Congress, Hutchinson said she wasn't sure exactly what Trump wanted, but she had heard discussions about that between Rudy, Meadows, and Scott Perry. And she knew of two options that they had discussed, which were maybe giving another speech outside the Capitol and going into the House chamber. Just like a regular Washington crossing the Hudson. Hutchinson also testified that this was not Trump's first display of violence, shockingly. She told a story from after Bill Barr publicly refused to overturn the election, where she had to help a White House valet clean up ketchup that was dripping down the wall of the Oval Office dining room because the president had thrown his dinner, which frankly gives me anxiety when I see babies doing it on Instagram, so the president doing it, even worse. When Liz Cheney asked if this dinner throwing was a first, Cassidy said, quote, There were several times throughout my tenure with the chief of staff that I was aware of him either throwing dishes or flipping the tablecloth to let all the contents of the table go onto the floor and likely break or go everywhere. So yeah, I guess we were all just surviving those four years without knowing that our president actually required a sippy cup. Yesterday's hearing also made it clear that Trump knew the crowd had deadly weapons, but didn't care because he knew they were not there to hurt him. But regarding who they were there to hurt, Hutchinson testified that when White House counsel made numerous attempts to try to get Trump to stop the violence, she said that it was met with a response from Meadows that, quote, he doesn't care. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. The White House attorneys did not agree from like a legal standpoint or whatever, and also urged him not to include certain language in his speech that day. For example, they didn't want him to say that he would be marching to the Capitol and they didn't want him encouraging them to fight. We also learned that the only reason Trump made a video after the insurrection was because there was concern that the 25th Amendment would be invoked. Although if they weren't going to do it after the dish thing, I don't think they were ever going to do it. And after the insurrection, Mark Meadows asked for a pardon, making him the highest level official that we know asked for a pardon. In Liz Cheney's closing statement, she sent a subtle warning to potential witnesses and anyone who may consider trying to persuade people not to testify saying that the committee knows that witnesses have been contacted and that they had been told that as long as they continue to be a team player and not testify, that they will stay in good favor in Trump world and maybe even receive a catch-up sponsorship if they're lucky. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is making their own moves investigating the insurrection. 
We have learned that one of Trump's lawyers, John Eastman, who is known informally as the architect of the plan to overturn the election results in Congress, had his phone seized by federal agents carrying out a search warrant last week. The warrant was carried out the same day as the warrant against Jeffrey Clark, who you may remember as the Jeffrey who wanted to be named attorney general in order to permit the coup to happen. I know, it's hard to keep track of all the Jeffreys, Johns, Jims. In case the image of the former president trying to strangle a Secret Service agent has you distracted for a moment, a judge in Texas issued a temporary restraining order to block the enforcement of the state's abortion ban. The order allows clinics to resume services, for now. Meanwhile, in Wisconsin, Democratic Governor Tony Evers has filed a direct challenge to the state's 1849 criminal abortion ban that is technically now enforced after the Dobbs decision. The law has put a halt to abortions in the state and would charge doctors with felonies for performing abortions and potentially result in up to six years in prison and $10,000 in fines. You know, for all the people who say you can't put a price on human life, it seems like these laws have decided on $10,000. The Supreme Court is at it again. Six justices, I will let you guess which six, issued an unsigned, unexplained shadow docket order, which allows Louisiana's congressional maps to go into effect. The map had been previously blocked by a lower court for likely violating the Voting Rights Act and diluting the power of black voters, who comprise about a third of the state's population. In the order, the court said that they will be adding the case to the docket for next term until they've decided a similar dispute out of Alabama. Apologies for the reminder that there will be a next term. And finally, Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison for conspiring with Jeffrey Epstein to sex traffic minors. Maxwell made a statement that, quote, it is the greatest regret of my life that I ever met Jeffrey Epstein. It sounds like there may be thousands of women out there who regret it even more. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Best Fiends. There are dozens of unique fiends to collect, and with offline play, you will never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. And now that you've caught up with the news, you have earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. And one last quick thing before I go, if you're a fan of the show and appreciate the purposefully tilted viewpoint expressed here, Please help support us by leaving a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and even a review if you're feeling generous. Your ratings and sharing with your friends are what helps the show keep growing. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.